time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we buy shit we don't need. Ideas are grateful. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. In this episode of the Biohacking Secret Show. So when I when I won in 2016, it was, you know, yes, I moved up to the new age group, but I also had learned to back off and not push that envelope too far. In the last 70 years, more than 80,000 new chemicals have been synthesized, and every year over 4 billion pounds of these chemicals, many known carcinogens, are released into the environment. Even more disturbing is that the vast majority of these chemicals have never been adequately tested by any government agency, including the EPA and FDA, in regards to their effects on human health. Fortunately, there are natural organic compounds like chlorophyll and spirulina that contain something called chlorophyllin, which has been shown in multiple studies to detoxify your body from these deadly chemicals and protect our DNA. And now you can get all of your healthy superfoods in one glass. No shopping, no blending, no juicing, and no cleanup. If you're on the go or short on time, grab a scoop of Organifi Green Juice. It's infused with coconut water crystals, which help improve nutrient absorption. And they've added ashwagandha and turmeric, two of nature's most powerful botanicals in reducing systemic inflammation. I take it every single morning to get my cells what they need to stay clean and make energy and keep our mitochondria functioning the way that they are supposed to. And I also put it in my suitcase every time I'm traveling because it's that important. So if you're looking for a green superfood powder that's all organic, no pesticides, and gets your body everything it needs, that nutritional insurance for you to function your best, head over to www.organifi.com dot com slash biohacks and enter discount code biohacks to save some money on your Organifi green juice. That's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash biohacks. And that discount code to save is B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. Hey everyone, I know you'll enjoy the interview. If you'd like to learn more of my top biohacking secrets, get a free copy of my best-selling book called The Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus for free at biohackersguide.com. It's over 500 pages of my top biohacks and I'll send it to you for free if you cover a small shipping cost. Get your free copy at biohackersguide.com. Hey guys, Anthony here, and I just wanted to give you a big biohack thank you for listening. I'm so humbled and grateful that you're spending some of your day with me and the Biohacking Secrets Show. And if you get any value from this episode, or you've gotten value from previous episodes, it would mean the world if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends, family members, and coworkers on social media. That way we can continue to spread this information and positively impact as many lives as possible. And it's also how our podcast gets discovered by more people. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. Dave Hippensteel, welcome to the Biohacking Secrets Show. Good to see you guys. Great. Yeah, good to see you as well. Carrie, Carrie, Jack and I hanging out here with the, up, uh, the winner of the CrossFit Games. Not once, not twice. <laughs> But now three times taking it home for 2018. Congratulations, Woo! man. Thank you. Thank you. It was undisputed. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It was a fun year. Fun, tough, tough one. For sure. What was what was that like winning it, winning it 2018 the third time? Man, How'd it, that feel? It sweeter than anything. Like it, it I don't want to say it's like 10 times better than the first and second because I just can't put a price on on how much that meant to win that first one. And then to come back and win that second one. I mean, but it's just like, it's euphoria to win the third one. Because, especially because this year was like, it was super tough. A lot of the events weren't necessarily in my wheelhouse. But, you know, obviously it's, it's at the end of the, There were nine events this year over four days. And, uh, and it just, just the toughness of those events and the guys nipping at my heels the entire time just made it much, much sweeter because it was just, it was 
it was an uphill battle for sure. Every single event, mm-hmm. obviously. And, uh, but it was just amazing. It was, it's amazing feeling to come away with that third gold medal. Just, I can't describe it. <laughs> can't describe well, it. What, what was, what do these competitions look like for someone like me that hasn't watched the games yeah. and is not familiar? What are some of these, what are some of these things they yeah. have you guys doing? Yeah. Great question. Um, it, if you think about like, so the director of the CrossFit games, Dave Castro, he is a, he was a former Navy SEAL. He's been, a lot of people don't know that he was, he was a Navy SEAL for eight years. If you think of Navy SEALs, what the, when you go to, to buds and their, you know, their preparatory time, um, they're trying to be broken, right? They're trying to break you. And so when I think of the CrossFit games, you think of having to be prepared and ready for everything Mm -hmm. because you don't know if you have any weaknesses are going to be exposed in one of the workouts or two of the workouts or three of the workouts. There were nine events and basically you have to look at it. They're going to try and break you. So you have to be prepared as possible. So we get to train an entire year, but, um, but, we're, what they're trying, what CrossFit is trying to do is test every domain. So you've got to have endurance, you got to have strength, you got to have agility, you got to balance coordination. As there's like ten things that they list, and all those things you're going to be tested in. So um, we had a 500 meter swim. We had last year it was a run swim run. Um, this year we had an obstacle course with you know the cargo net and the and the rope wall and then the rope to rope and then the swinging on the rope to the telephone pole so they tested agility and that this year they added a 500 meter run before the obstacle course so they added even more of an element of endurance um this year which actually made that a little tougher for me because there's guys that specialize more in endurance but still you know still did fine in that event top five, top four actually um uh, what else did they have? We had ring muscle ups. We had um, one rep max shoulder to overhead. Uh, so it's it's the coolest thing ever because there's so many domains that they test you on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think growing up, I used to dream about gymnastics, but I always loved running and weightlifting. I did decathlon in college, and uh, CrossFit kind of put all that together for me, you know. And it, and it just really was a match uh, made in heaven. <laughs> It was perfect because I'm really excel at versatility. Always been that way. Wow. So anyway, yeah. So that's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> that is quite the gamut of uh, events. Yeah, we can only imagine. <laughs> which, which one? Which one was the most uh, physically and mentally challenging for you? Man, uh, I mean, the swim got tough. Believe it or not, the swim got tough because I knew where I needed to stay. I was, I was in. The, I got the points lead in the beginning. I won the first event, and. Uh, and so the swim was tough. I think probably the rope, maybe the rope climb was the, the second toughest. All right. So the, there was, it was four rounds of four rope climbs and it was an 18 foot rope. So it was, it was four rope climbs, 300 meter run, and then a yoke carry as a 300 pound yoke um, that would carry like 40 feet. And so uh, it was, so it's four rounds all together and the, and the rope climbs were four, three, two, one. And what's and a yoke for the, for the people that aren't familiar? The yoke is, and you can check that on my, on my Instagram, but basically it is a, um, think of it as a, as a, a bar across with weights on the, hanging down on each side. Oh God. So you go underneath the yoke, you do it like you hold it like a back squat. You put it on your shoulders, you stand up and you got to walk with it. So mm-hmm. it's only a few inches off the ground. So you got to make sure you're steady. You got to, you, so there's a, there's the element of stability besides strength there plus the whole endurance factor there. So, so that's the, that's the yoke carry. So there was, so it was four rounds of that. So it was four times 40 feet of the yoke carry and then a 300 meter run. And then the, then the total of 10 rope climbs for, yeah, about 10 rope climbs. So it was, it was crazy hard, crazy hard. Was there any hurling that took place or are you long past that? <laughs> you mean like getting sick? Yeah, like vomiting because yes. you're working out and pushing yourself so hard. Did you blow chunks? Did you blow chunks at the CrossFit games? I was going to puke. This would have been the games to do it because there were several times where I just, I could not stop. And I pushed myself beyond what I thought I was capable of. Wow. And, and you know, I was on the ground. I think, I think after the swim, I was on the ground for like six minutes, which is probably about a record. Usually it's about two, three minutes. You're on the ground. It's just like, you can't move. You can't get up. You're just, they're just like exhausted. And so, um, so this year, I, I don't know. I, I've never actually ever gotten sick. 
pushing all the sports I've done. I just, I don't know what it is with me, but I just never, never have that issue. You are blessed. Yeah. You're a beast. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a beast. And I don't know why that works that way. I can, I, I can even eat and like work out at the same time, basically. <laughs> and, and for the people that want to check out a picture of Dave doing his yoke carry, you've got that on your Instagram, which is at Dave hip, right? H I P P. Yep. Dave hip H I P P. Right. Nice. And, and Dave, how young are you these days? I'm 62. 62, just dominating the CrossFit Games. What title does that get you? Like fittest, fittest man over 60 in the world or just playing fittest man in the world? <laughs> no, it's fittest man, 60 plus division because they have age divisions starting. They start now, they start the Masters at age 35. So every five years, they have a Masters division. And so in the 60 plus division, and it's a worldwide competition. So it's, this is the Olympics of CrossFit. So um, in our particular age group, this year, there were 3,000 worldwide uh, that signed up for the open, uh, almost 3,000. So they signed up for the open competition, which is the five-week uh, first qualifier round. And it's five events, um, one one each week for five weeks. And then if you make that, so the out of the three, you know, almost 3,000, if you make that uh, top 200, you go to the next qualification round. And so, and then the next qualification round, you narrow it down to 20. So from the almost 3,000, it's narrowed down to 20 that go to the games. So basically you become the fittest in the world in the 60 plus division. So is there a 70 plus division? There is not, there's no 65 and there's no 70 yet. Oh. So we're, uh, everybody actually, you're the, king. Guys, you're the king of 60 plus, man. A lot of guys are coming to me, like all these guys, you know, I call them my brothers in fitness because, you know, we're kind of all there just kind of trying to set that example of what's possible as we age. Like, cause, cause everyone was there. I mean, especially the top five guys. I mean, they're just pushing me the whole time. They're in awesome shape. They're great athletes. One mm-hmm. actually was an Olympic trial swimmer. Um, the other one was a wrestling coach for like 40, year, uh, 40 years. And he lives at like 88,000 feet in Granby, Colorado. And so he's a super endurance machine. So he was really tough yeah. to, to hold back. Uh, but fortunately in CrossFit, you have to be strong and you have to have endurance. So you got to come with all those things. You got to have coordination. You got to have agility. We did, we did a handstand walk for the first time. It wow. was we were, we were doing those this morning. We were, we were butchering those in the front yard yeah. this morning during I our I workout. I made it about five feet. And, uh, oh, well, no one would have asked five years ago that they were going to give handstand walks to the 60-plus division. It was yeah. 40 feet down, and then you had to do 20 wall balls and then 40 feet back. Oh. And, and uh, it, it, was, it was an awesome event. I couldn't, I couldn't believe they actually did that mm-hmm. to us, but, but it, it was cool. It sounds like it's a bunch of guys in a room. Just how can we make their life miserable for the next? <laughs> what, how many days is it? Four days. Four <laughs> days. You're, and 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 you got you got it right, man. You you, you think they're going to try and break me? Yeah, they really I, are. I got to survive, and and that's really what it comes down to. And you kind of have to. You kind of people say like, well, you know, do you love pain? It's like, well, not really, but you love that feeling after you're done. Yeah. Like once you not immediately after, but like after you're done, like two minutes, three minutes, you just are feeling on top of the world because you feel like, man, you were tested and you came through victorious, successful, you know, that no matter what your time is, but obviously if you win, it's a much sweeter. <laughs> yeah. It's, it reminds me of that old Vince Lombardi quote about, you know, just laying there on the field victorious and like how there's, there's nothing like it. Yeah, there really is. There really isn't. Yep. Yeah. That was the worst paraphrasing ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, for the listeners out there, I mean, we've, we've mentioned toughness multiple times. You are more than just physically tough. You're mentally tough. Maybe you can walk us through what your mental mindset is looking like pre-race and and maybe a tip for the listeners to, and ourselves for just a stronger mental toughness all around. Yeah. I think, I think it comes with, um, I mean, I had a vision like I started CrossFit Games six years ago. My, my daughter, Heather, was on the, uh, got on the Invictus team, um, went to the Games four years, and, and, uh, and she got me started. Like um, We actually started about the same time. She started maybe a year ahead of me. Like She was in college. She got me turned on to it. I tried one workout to help with my triathlons, and I was hooked immediately. But the, the mental toughness, I think you – I think – when, when I think about what's, what's happening um, during my, my whole year, my focus and what makes what drives me, what makes me work so hard is I think we can't ever lose that, the vision and the dreams that we dream. 
I, you know, I think when I was a kid, you know, I mean, a lot of us, when we watched, I mean, ours, we were a family that always watched the Olympics. Mm-hmm. We just dream about gold medals. I mean, you just do it. I mean, I, I don't know if everybody does that, but I just always did. And, and I think that's a big part of it because you get that dream in your head, you get that vision and you get that focus and that focus drives you every single day. And, and I think, um, you know, the first three years, it's like every year I'd improve every year. Um, even getting older in the age group, I would still be improving in my lifts, in my, in my skills. And, um, and so it became just more and more of a reality every single year. And, and so I had my, obviously I had my sights on winning every year, but once I got to the 60 plus division, it's like, wow, like all of a sudden the 55 year olds aren't there anymore. Um, because there, that's a big, there's a big difference between 55 and 59 now, 55 and 60, even, even in my own uh, situation. I, I actually haven't, I actually haven't lost a whole lot, but, um, but I've certainly lost some strength, mm. you know, over the years, but, but not that much, which is pretty, which is pretty amazing. I want to see how long I can keep this going, mm-hmm. but uh, the mental toughness, I think is, it's a big part of it is just having that vision, having that focus and being able to think about it and really enjoy thinking about that. Mm. Thinking about winning, thinking about that victory, thinking about, yeah, visualizing yeah, in your head, like, you know, the movements. I mean, I, I remember when I was in college doing the pole ball, I, I uh, went to, my brother talked me into going out to Cal State Fresno to do decathlon. And I learned the pole vault in like three months. But I remember, and, and I don't know if everybody does this, but it just, I automatically, I started doing it and I was over like, four, I was almost to 14 feet within three, three to five months and never pole vaulted before. But I remember like I would do the pole vault and I would continue to visualize that movement in my head nonstop for three months. It would just naturally, it didn't, it was just, I didn't have to force myself to think about it, but as I practice, I'd leave that and I would be visualizing it in my head. And it just, even when you were doing other things, driving, working on homework, whatever. Or laying down at night, it's like that, you know, one of the things it just goes through your head, you know, it's like, you're just feeling that Mm -hmm. in your head. And it's, and I didn't know it was called visualization then, but Mm -hmm. that's what they call it now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there's more and more studies showing that that translates to like, that it's very similar and comparable to actual practice time. Exactly. And that was just kind of like, yeah, your operating system was, you're like always practicing, always training. Yeah. yeah. Especially like, like springboard divers. I did springboard diving also in college. Never. I just walked on the team. They needed a diver. And I said, I think I can do that. So, you know, uh, all I had done before that was like, you have that great hair under a swim cap. What's that <laughs> for the listeners? He's got great hair down to his shoulders. I'm trying to think, I think the divers, cause it was long then too, you know, I was, I was in California and it was, it was the late seventies, you know, so everybody had long hair then. And, uh, I just never grew out of that, I guess. But, um, rocket man. Was there ever any, I want, I want to come back to mental toughness. I'm not done. I'm not done with that. I'm just curious. Was there any overlap with your history as, as a decathlete? Was there any overlap with, uh, Bruce Jenner? Um, you know, I'll tell you, he was our hero back then. You know, he, he was, cause he was, the, he was the decathlete. We actually, cause my brother was super into, you know, dreaming about the Olympics and wanting to do decathlon. He actually slept in his car for two years just so he could train 24, 24-7. He wore a weight vest for two years, a 40-pound weight vest. This is back in the late 70s. He was, so he was a biohacker also. Nice. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so he, we were so excited about the Olympics that we wanted to go. So he actually got, talked to my parents into get, you know, getting us there. It was in Montreal in 1976. And, uh, and so he got us... Uh, he got the tickets and arranged everything. And we got to watch, uh, the, the decathlon in 1976 Olympics. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Super cool. Yeah. So those impressions kind of stay with you. you yeah. Know? Oh, absolutely. And so with, with the visualization thing, I think that's huge. I'm also curious, like, was there a time in this CrossFit games when maybe you were thinking about quitting or your body physically wanted to quit or just the hardest period that you experienced? Like, what is the dialogue like? in Dave Hippensteel's head during those moments? What are the things you say to yourself when, when you physically want to shut down to keep yourself going? Yeah. Um, I mean, interesting. I was talking about this, like, uh, I'm, I'm friends with the Killcliffe people, uh, the, the, you know, the sports drink Killcliffe. 
and they support the Navy SEAL Foundation. So I'm always about giving some of my money away to the, um, to the Navy SEAL Foundation. But we were talking about this, you know, their slogan is kill the quit. And I really, I even got choked up thinking about it because it's like, it's like, it's all about never giving up. It's, it's visualizing that guy that's crawling over the finish line with every ounce of energy that he has left. And just, just not just continuing to dialogue with yourself. It's like, you know, I'll tell you that probably, I mean, there was a lot of tough events. Uh, one of course was the swim. And, and I don't know if part of that was, I was, I might've been nutritionally, I might've been depleted. Um, and cause we had one workout at one o'clock and then the swim was like at three o'clock and then we were kind of delayed. And, um, and I, and I went into the games pretty lean, but so I think part of the pain I was experiencing during that, it was only a 500 meter swim. And normally I can just like sprint that, but man, I was, I was struggling with it, but I knew the guy that was in second place at the time was right behind me. And, and so it was just like, I just continue to say like, you can't stop. You cannot stop. There's no way that you're going to let any, because the other thing, the other thing that's really cool is the more points you have in the lead, the better I can sleep at night. So I'm telling myself that too. It's like, you know what? I want to keep this lead. Cause I started with in the lead and I was, I was able to keep that. Fortunately, I'm very thankful. I was able to keep that lead the entire time, the entire nine events. Um, but we only had one event after the swim. The swim was the last event on the third day of competition. And so the next day I knew it was only a short event. And so I knew I just had to get through this swim and I'll set myself still in first place by, I think it was, I think I was 30 points in the lead then and I would, it would, I would extend it to closer to 50 points. Mm. And it's like, man, that is going to let me sleep tonight. <laughs> and so it's yeah. so like, I yeah. could not quit. I could not quit. And, and, it's, and, and that was when I come in there and I run to the finish line. It was only a short way to the finish line, but I could, and he was right behind me. I looked behind me and there, and there's the guy in second place. And, uh, and you know, it, it, was, it was cool because we're pushing each other and everything like, but and we're all friends at the end, but, when we're out there, it's all blood, you know, it's like we're out for blood. And I saw the finish line, crossed the finish line and went over and laid down on the concrete, on the cement. And, and I must've been there for, I mean, my wife was worried about me because I was there for so long. Cause I, I think six, seven minutes went by and I was like, I am still laying down. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Um, wow. The, the other one, you want to hear another one? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other one was the, uh, it was, it was, it was right after the, the shoulder to overhead. We had, after we did the shoulder to overhead and I hit my lift, by the way, I hit my 220. Okay. I weigh it's 60 pounds over my body weight. So shoulder to overhead 220, which is just what I wanted to get. And we had three minutes to establish that and three tries. So it was three tries. I hit 205. I started out pretty big 205, um, and then hit 215 and then hit 220. But, um, right after that, it was, it was a 600 meter row, uh, uh, I'm sorry, it was 800 meter row, 600 meter ski erg. You guys know what a ski erg is when you're pulling down the, the handles? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It was 40 dumbbell squats. So two 35 pound dumbbells you had to hold on your shoulder and do 40 squats. Oh, oh it just hurts my body. Right. I just vomited right there. <laughs> that workout, that's when I vomit. <laughs> Looking at that workout. So you're here against these tall guys who are really good at the skier, they're really good at the rower. And here I'm the short, the short guy that's got to get through this to get to the dumbbell squats. And I knew- oh, How tall are you? I'm 5'8". 5'8". Five eight. Five eight. And you weigh, how, what was, what'd you say? 160. 160 pounds. Okay. Yep. yep. So um, after a workout, I'm probably 156. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, maybe at night after a snack, I'm 162. <laughs> but- uh, but uh, actually, what, what, what snack is, what is your late night snack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Water, I love watermelon. Oh yeah. Oh, that keeps that citrulline, keeping the, keeping the nitric oxide up. So you stay busy into, <laughs> into more fun than going to work out for three hours on a Tennessee hot 99 degree, hundred percent humidity day and coming home and eating a half a watermelon. Oh, There's that sounds the greatest good. pleasure in the world. <laughs> yeah, you're in, you're, you live in Tennessee, right? I live in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that, but that workout, so on the second round, so the first round I did 30 unbroken and then 10 more. I thought, you know, I, I don't want to overdo it. I got to go back and row. And then I got a skier and I'm, and I'm competing against these tall guys. They were at least a minute, maybe closer to two minutes ahead of me. The two guys, the one guy that I had to beat was in second at the time. 
um, I had, he was at least a minute ahead of me. My coach said he gets to, so he gets to the dumbbells and he's doing his squats and I'm still on the skier and I'm, I'm trying to catch up and I get to the dumbbells and I start, I start and I'm, and I'm thinking, I'm, you know, you're going to have to there's a possibility. You're going to have to do this unbroken. If you get close, you're going to have to do this unbroken. I'm already talking to myself, getting myself mentally prepared for that. Not knowing broken, I'm broken for the listeners who don't know means, yeah. means continuously. You can't stop for 40 reps. Yeah. That, that's such a powerful psychological preframe too. Like versus someone saying, Oh, I had to take a rest or no, you broke. Yeah. You, like you were trying to do it unbroken without resting and you broke. That's, that's really cool. The way that like you guys frame it and talk to yourself too. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I was just making a note of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I get in there and, um, and I start doing my dumbbell squats, you know, and, and at the time it's like, man, I don't even know if I can do it. I don't know if I can go unbroken, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get to 20. I'm going to get to 10. I'm going to get 10 more. And I'm all the time, the guys right at, you know, second place is right aside of me. Um, you know, second meaning second in the points race in mm-hmm. other words, at that time in the events. I don't know if we had five events so far that at that point he was in second place. He was about 30 points away from me. And, and so I'm doing my squats and I'm at 20 and he's still going. And then I see him break and I'm at like 25, almost 30. And I keep going. It's like, you know, that's, that's all the psychological, you know, edge I needed to see him stop. Then he starts again and I have no idea where he's at. And I keep going. It's like, and then I'm at like rep 35, 36, somewhere around in there. It's like, I am dying. Like I am wanting to quit, wanting to collapse, fall over. I was in so much pain. And he, I see his arm falter because you got to hold those dumbbells up. It's not just about your legs burning out, but you got to hold those dumbbells on your shoulders. And I see the arm fall and it's like, oh my gosh. And then he drops the dumbbell and I've got four or five more reps. It doesn't seem like a lot, but man, when you already put 35 in, yeah. you know, I'm like, I cannot stop. I cannot stop. And I just kept going. I finished at just before him because he could not recover in time to get that last rep. My coach told me afterwards, he was on rep 38 or 39. He only had two more reps. I had five more reps to go and I still came out on top. He was- Woo! I'm fired up. <laughs> Listen, you want to do some squats? I know. We're going to finish our uh, episode and go grab dumbbells and start firing yeah, up. That's right. That's right. Go for 10 first. But, I, mean, I collapsed on the floor. I mean, I was, I was, this is the one, you know, you know, you're really in pain. Like, Sometimes you just lay down on your back and you just stay there. This time I was rolling over, like pounding the floor because I was in so much pain, but it was just, it was awesome. <laughs> so theoretically he was, yeah. I mean, he was ahead of you when he broke. Yes, he was. And you, you yeah. just didn't realize that you were just doing your thing. You saw him break. That was all you needed to keep pushing. Yeah, and then I you caught up past him. Oh. A ray of hope, uh, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel. And it's like, I just got to keep going. No matter what happens, I got to keep going. I can do this. And so <laughs> it worked out. Kill the quit, right? Kill the quit, man. Yeah. Kill the quit. I like that. Got a little more buffer, a couple more points, you know, sleep better that night, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Speaking of sleep on average, how many hours are you getting? Yeah. How long are you in bed? So here's another, here's another biohack secret, I guess. Um, and I kind of discovered this just like the last year. So so you guys know what who Whoop is? W H O O P. It is a it it tracks your recovery. I'll I'll just show you real quick on the app. It's a um, um, it tests it tests you like this is telling me like today I'm 37 percent recovered. Is that um, using heart rate variability? Yeah, exactly. And so and the key is what what I'm what I'm learning here. I don't know if you can see that or not. Yeah. For the listeners who can't see it, it looks like a bar graph with uh, red, yellow, and blue. Yeah. So what it is is the red. The red is I'm not recovered. Uh, yellow is I'm recovered about halfway, and green is I'm recovered and ready to go. Mm. And so they're, what they're doing, and it's based on HRV. You're exactly right. Um, HRV is. Let me see if I got it right. So here's the HRV. Like here tracks my HRV for the last week. And what it does, the most accurate time is what they're, what they're finding um, is the most accurate time to measure HRV is in your deepest sleep. Hmm. Not only does this measure how much sleep I've had, so it measures how much deep sleep, how much REM, and, how much, and what my HRV is during my deepest sleep. And, and so, that's, so that's been an invaluable tool for me because it helps me to know when I'm pushing the envelope too much, hmm. I start to get red 
too many days in a row, I know I need to back off. And I because you can feel it some, but overall, you got to, um, it, it's good to have something, you know, because you got to listen to your body. Yeah. You got to know when you're pushing too hard. You got to quantify it, right? Yeah. This is another way of helping you kind of make sure that you're not being too subjective about it and being more uh, and you're you probably can measure, you can manage, right? Yeah. 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 And you're probably so driven yeah. to, to yeah. train. You yeah. probably tend to overtrain yeah. where, you know, maybe the general population is more likely to skip workouts. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Everybody. And my family knows it. Like Heather's telling me all the time, dad, you're overtraining, especially the first three years. I'm, I'm convinced now that the first three years I went to the games, I was way overtrained. And that's, you know, I got fifth, fifth and ninth, I think. Uh, I was only 59 year old to actually qualify in that age group. Um, Cause you know, it's, it's harder and harder each year because the new guys come in to that age group. But, um, but I'm convinced I was overtrained uh, in, in all, the, all three of those years. So when I, when I won in 2016, it was, you know, yes, I moved up to the new age group, but I also had learned to back off and not push that envelope too far. And, uh, and, and that's when I really started doing like my own programming. Like I used to listen to other people doing programming, but after the open, the qualifying round of 2016, I decided during that time, uh, cause I kind of do my own thing in the open anyway. And I just continued that into the games that year. So, um, but yeah, so that's, that's, so as, as far as sleep is concerned, I try for eight hours but I rarely get eight straight hours because I'm not a great sleeper. But what I've found is nap time is super effective and super valuable. Mm. And so I'm looking at my whoop and I'm saying, okay, I got this many hours sleep. Um, I'm going to try. I know I'm tired. I woke up a little bit earlier than I normally do. Couldn't get back to sleep. So it's like, you know what? I'm going to build in a nap in my day on the way home. You know, like, so I'll pull over on the way home from work. It's like an hour commute Tuesday, Wednesday. Like yesterday I, I pulled over, you know, cause you get a little bit sleepy, you know, when you're driving an hour anyway. So it's like, okay, I just time it perfectly. It's like, okay, there's a parking lot up here. I pull in this old parking lot and I just, I uh, put my seat back and I take a 20 minute power nap. So you don't want to fool around, you know, you're driving busy road, you know, it's like, you don't want to fool around. What you need is one of those Google self-driving cars and yeah. you, know, you just continue to commute while you get your power down. Totally awesome. That's exactly what I need. <laughs> it up. That will be when you're, when you're crushing the, uh, the 75 year division. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Nice. So that's cool. So whoop, um, is the main way you use that. Like if you have too many days in a row on the red, you dial back your training. Are there other applications that you found to be helpful? Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, basically you, you, uh, cause AJ, the guy that, uh, that I, that I talked to is kind of my coach, my whoop coach, basically. Um, he, I used to, I used to, uh, ask him, what do I do on a on day that's red? You know, if I, if I got to get some training and I got to do this, he goes, he said, look at it as a trend, not a, not a, a definite. So in other words, I've already done workouts where, um, I know, I know in the open this last year, the, the last open had a really good open, forgot to check it that day, went and checked it that night after I had a really good open performance, won that, won that event actually. And I was at 33% recovered. And so it's like, you know what, it, you can't let it get in your head too much because you still perform even though, even though it's in the red, but the, but you want to pay attention if you've got several red days in a row and if it becomes a trend, then you're just like, okay, you got to wake up, you got to pay attention. For sure. You know what I mean? So you want to see that green every so often. You want to see yourself in the yellow most of the time and you want to see that green. Uh, so it was, it was pretty cool. Like I remember using it last year. And I was actually able to time things, um, recovery wise and rest days. Mm. I was actually 90, I think three days before I was like 80% recovered. And then it went up to two days before 90%. And the day of the competition, I was like at 95% recovered. And then it just trickled down over the next three days. Back then in 2016, it was only three days. And, uh, and so it was, it was, so it was, I, it, even though I was new at it, I was, I timed it perfectly. 
Nice. So you've, you've got your, your competition is like living at 8,000 feet. You've got some of this, some of these biohacks, you mentioned whoop. What else are some tools, tech gear, gadgets, biohacks that you found helpful in, in keeping the edge? Yeah. Um, I think inside tracker has been pretty huge also. Uh, inside trackers, like I said, is a blood analysis company. I didn't know a whole lot about them. Um, and I forget if I, if I talked to my coach about them, but, um, but it's, it's one of those things that I think about all the time. Wow. I wonder what my blood says about my biomarkers, you know, you know, not just your, okay, your health indicators, like your HDL and your LDL and your HSCRP or which is your total body inflammation. What do they say? But also nutritionally, how am I doing? How's my vitamin D? How's my B12? How's my iron? It's like, why don't we get it checked out? And that's what inside trackers theme is basically. It's like blood don't lie. Take a selfie from the inside. Mm. And so, so basically, um, they started testing me and, and they were super, they've been super supportive. They, I, I reached out to them, um, right before the open, I said, man, I'd love to get myself. Would you guys want to sponsor me? And it's, they, right away they said, yes. And so it, we just established this great relationship and, um, they tested me before the open and found a couple things. Like I think B12, I was low and believe it or not, I was low in iron, mm. right? Um, but they said that could have been maybe just a transient thing. Um, but, but even so it's like, it's, it's like, it's a warning. So it's like, okay, let me get, make sure I get some iron in here. Yep. Uh, and then B12. And then there was a couple other things that we tweaked. So it's basically the, the inside tracker monitors your blood to make sure that your nutrition is dialed in the right way. Hmm. And so, so that's been really cool. And how often do you test. So basically this year, I mean, I just started with them this year. So back in, it was back in February. So before the open, the open competition is the end of February, all through March, five weeks. So we tested before the open, then we tested after the open, which, which was right before the, the online qualifier. Okay. Which is the next round of competition just to make sure it's like, okay, we, we tweaked my nutrition going into the open. They actually, one of the things they, they said is Dave, you got to have oatmeal because I'm a super paleo diet guy. And uh, I have I have steak or roast beef and spinach and avocado for breakfast every morning. That's my. I was going to ask how often you're eating red meat when you mentioned that your iron's low. And you would have thought that I wouldn't have been low in iron because I have red meat like two at least two times, sometimes three times a day. So I'm wow. not sure what that. Well, anyway, they they tweaked a couple things. They tweaked. They they said you got to have oatmeal. You got to have some carbs in the morning. And I wasn't having enough of it, so I just started having oatmeal after my steak and spinach. And, uh, and so that, that I, I maintain that through the open. And I think that helped my endurance performance in the open this year, because I ended up winning the open. I hadn't won the open since 2013, I think. And I won this year actually, which was, which shocked me as, as well. Mm. Uh, cause there was all these, a lot of new guys in there too. So what's uh, lunch and dinner look like for you? So, yeah. So interestingly, um, um, well, let me finish the you eat eggs and pancakes for dinner since you switch them. <laughs> No, I actually, but the, but inside tracker, they tested my blood before the open, after the open, and then after the qualifier. And then they tested, um, yeah. So right before games. And then they, I just got tested last week. In fact, I just got my results today. Haven't got a chance to look at it, but I'm really anxious to see what the toll was for going through the, those four days of competition and see, you know, see what happened to my blood, if anything. So anyway, um, yeah. but lunch, interestingly enough, is the same as breakfast. Yeah. I take it's easy to remember <laughs> our grocery shop. <laughs> yeah. I take I, roast beef, spinach and avocado, uh, in a, in a little lunch container. And I had that for, for lunch. So, uh, put a little salt on it, Mediterranean or Himalayan salt. <laughs> are, you, are you particular about like grass, grass fed or, or are you kind of like, ah, eh, not that big a deal. I should show you my freezer. We just bought a half a cow and the free, we bought a freezer and I got a half a cow and it is packed with grass fed beef, wow. hundred pounds of hamburger. So that should last us about a month. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> right. That'll last hopefully like four months to six months, maybe we'll see. And what about dinner? Tell me, tell me it's a little bit more of the same. It, it, it's uh, sometimes I will do the same, but I <laughs> try, I'm supposed to, and inside tracker is telling me this and so is my coach. Um, but I, I try and have salmon three times a week now. That's another thing that Inside Tracker pointed out. I thought I was having enough fish. I was having at least once or twice a week. They said have it at least three times. So I'll try and have chicken or fish um, uh, in the evening. So and I'll also introduce so the high nutrient uh, vegetables like kale, mm -hmm. broccoli, and asparagus. 
And so those are my go-to vegetables in the evening. And so lately we've been doing like, sometimes we'll do slightly steamed broccoli. Right now we're on a, um, my wife makes this uh, broccoli salad with a little bit of bacon in it. And uh, I put sesame, uh, sunflower seeds in there. Uh, she puts grapes in there. So it's a cool salad and it gets you to eat your raw broccoli and enjoy it. Um, a little bit of um, uh, dairy-free mayo. I'm not sure what it is. Not a much, not much, but a little bit. Now, yeah. Dave, you compete, I mean, only for four days and you're training throughout the year, correct? Is this your full-time thing or are you retired? Or so, I mean, you're also managing a work life? Is, how does that work? I am. A, I'm a dentist for 30 oh, years. Great I, I own two dental practices, and wow. the crazy thing is, I bought these two practices. I I tried to. I was I was in dentistry, and I was I was uh, had my own practice in Pennsylvania for years, and then sold that. Came moved down to Tennessee, and then I was just kind of like finding out that there's a need for an experienced dentist. So I'd subcontract for these different guys that need me. One guy like. He was having eye surgery, so I covered for his office for a little bit, and then, then, I, and then he needed some work, and I did some work for some dentists in, in the area and stuff, and and uh, and then I I owned a CrossFit gym for three years, huh. and, and the I opened a CrossFit gym the same year that I won the Open, so I had no idea I was going to win the Open, no idea I was going to go to the games, and there I am, I'm owning a gym now, going to the CrossFit games, and at first it was good, and I could I could balance my you know, coaching and managing the gym and my training. But after a couple of years, it was just like, wow, this is way too draining for me. For some reason, a lot. I'm in the gym all the time. I can train a lot, but it's just not working, you know, from a financial standpoint. Uh, everything just was too much. And so I ended up uh, selling that gym and I jumped full, full, uh, full speed back into dentistry. I bought two dental practices at the same time, the same on 2015. And so every year I've won the games, I've actually, I've actually been to the games four years because I bought the, bought the practices in 2015. Um, I, um, I've worked five days a week. So once I bought those, um, two days at one practice and three days at the other practice. Wow. And you, you win money when you win the games. Is that, am I correct in that? So in, in our age division, we win $10,000 for first place. So, and that's a lot of work for 10 K gotta say, it is not, that covers our expenses really to get my family to come, you know, to come yeah. here. You're breaking even for uh, it's, uh backbreaking work. Let's call it what it is. I actually try and give away. I was like, I, uh, there's a, there's a glory though. Industries that I'm really, my heart's passionate about and like Navy SEAL foundation. I gave some mm -hmm. to them. There's another organization, faith RX. I, I gave to them this year too. So, um, but Good for you, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it gives me like a higher purpose to work for, you know, in terms of motivation. It's like, not just, it's not just for me that I'm doing this. I want to do this for others, you know, besides trying to be that example of helping people see that what's possible as we age. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, so basically, um, it's, it, it is not a full-time job, but I would love to be in a position where I could do that more. Mm -hmm. And so I actually, I actually hired, I have an associate that started another associate that started this week, just started today's his first day. That's why this was perfect. Cause I got home early today for this podcast. It was perfect. So, um, but that's going to give me a little bit, a little bit more freedom, maybe one day off a week and, uh, get a little more training in. So we'll see. You're, you're, you're a beast for sure. Uh, I'll tell you the, the other thing though, is, is I wouldn't have traded it because I mean, obviously our profession is pretty high stress. Um, and, and I felt like I've managed it really well. Uh, it's stressful on your body physically, but also emotionally, you know, mentally. Um, I feel like CrossFit and my training has really been a really super healthy way to deal with that stress. Mm -hmm. I think that exercise and you guys, I'm sure would agree that exercise is the healthiest way to, to, to keep yourself in balance emotionally, mentally, physically, um, with all the demands that life has for us, you know, no matter what your profession is, what, what your job is. We've all got stress. We're going to sleep better. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to enjoy life better. Yeah, totally. Dave, this has been fantastic. I, if you're up for it, maybe some rapid fire questions. Um, okay. We've got a few here that are related to, you know, everything from your philosophy, where you see yourself in the future to some little hacks and favorite supplements and things. If you're, if you're up for it. Yeah, we'll, we'll try it. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, nice. What's yeah. I, I, what's your definition of healthy? Uh, high HDL, low LDL, low HSCRP. Um, you know, blood don't lie. Whatever's in the blood, that's that's your definition of healthy. I mean, uh, low resting heart rate, um, low blood pressure, um, all those things that create health physiologically. That's what health is. And so, um, trans translation for people that aren't nerds like us, um, you want high, uh, healthy cholesterol or high density lipoprotein, which is like a, a good cholesterol transport protein. He wants low, bad cholesterol. He wants low, um, high sensitivity, high sensitivity, C reactive protein, which is a marker for inflammation. What, where does, um, where does like sex drive fit in there as a, as a benchmark for health and recovery? Is that something that you take into account? I think, yeah. I mean, cause I think, I think, I mean, we're designed, we're sexual beings. I mean, God created us like that. And it's like, I think it's, it's healthy to enjoy that. And it's like, I think that it, along with all the other things in your life, uh, it keeps, you know, your hormones being in balance from exercise. There's all kinds, you guys know about the neurotropic the brain-derived neurotropic hormone that's secreted during, from, cell, from doing exercise from the skeletal muscle, they used to think it was all brain-derived. But, but, I mean, it's just one of the hormones along with your you know, testosterone levels. They improve when you exercise. So I think that it keeps all those things in balance. So sex drive, not a problem. You know, <laughs> nice. There you go. That's, that's also inspiring men uh, across the world. <laughs> I need nothing. <laughs> What about, what is, what does a training week look like for you right now? I'm sure it's, it's always evolving, but yeah. let, take us like a snapshot of what your week looks like at this moment in time. May not yes. rapid fire on <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's well, got a busy week. My typical work, my typical work and, and training week is I train from Thursday to Monday. So I take Tuesday, Wednesday off because those are my long days at my office. That's an hour away. So um, I take those two days off completely. And then Thursday I put in an hour after work maybe an hour and a half. I'm at the gym an hour and a half, something like that. Uh, Friday, um, I work till say two or three, I get home, like say four ish, I'll get a quick workout in and then I'll get a nap. And then Saturday, Sunday are my big days. I'll get to the gym at 11 o'clock and I'll leave at say two o'clock. So I'll always have like about a two, three, sometimes a little bit longer, uh, uh, workout in there. And then, so Sunday's the same thing, 11 to two or three. And, um, and then Monday, I'll get another hour, hour and a half workout. So Thursday through Monday. And are you still doing wads or are you kind of doing your own thing? Um, I am doing my own thing, but they are, you know, they're workout of the day, but it's, it's my own that I, I kind of know that I need. And so I, I mix strength and endurance and my uh, Metcons. We call them Metcons, metabolic conditioning. So nice. you know, whatever it's pull-ups and snatch or pull-ups and clean and jerk, uh, whatever, muscle ups, uh, double unders, whatever you mix it up. How many consecutive yeah. body weight pull-ups, full range of motion. Can you bang out now? No kip. So no kipping. Oh, actually my, uh, actually won a, um, a case last year at the, at the regionals I know two years ago, 26, I think it was strict pull 26. I don't know what I can do right now, but, uh, uh, it wouldn't take me long to get that back to 26. Nice. 26 is pretty good. That's pretty beautiful. Good. What, what, what's one product you can't live without? You know, I love my revive. I get, I get sponsored by Marcus Philly's revive RX. He's a, he was a biochemist. He was a medical student, um, before he went full-time fitness. Um, but, uh, revive RX. I love that. I love my fish oil. So I have three caps a day. I'm working on getting a sponsor for fish oil. Cause I have to, I still have to get by it. Let it be known fish oil company. What's, so what's the fish oil you're using right now? Sponsorship aside. That's a good question. Uh, I think I just get it at uh, the, the local pharmacy or Walmart. Okay. Uh, it's, it, you know, it's, it's a good one. You know, you look at it and, you, and uh, we did, I did my research and it was a good you one. You have to be careful with fish oil listeners. Uh, not all fish oil is created equal. Yeah, you're right. And, I, and I'm hoping to get hooked up with a couple. There's a couple I'm, I'm, uh, I'm talking with. I met them at the games and hoping. And vitamin D also. Uh, and then I'm taking a multivitamin. And then I will take vitamin A and zinc on occasion, but not on a regular basis, but D, fish oil, and, um, you know, and then my, my protein supplements. Quick, quick test for the listeners too. If you want to find out if your fish oil is sufficient, grab a piece of styrofoam and squirt it on it and let it disintegrate. Or if it's quality, 
fish oil, it won't disintegrate. So just did that test actually and found out the fish oil I was taking was uh, completely toxic. So the fish oil disintegrates or the foam disintegrates? No, the foam. The, if the styrofoam disintegrates, you want to get a new one. He, he showed me the video. You actually watch the styrofoam yeah. uh, slowly it eats get, away at get it. eaten away by the fish oil. Right after we're done, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Piece of styrofoam. Yeah. Nice. Um, what, what's one biohack lifestyle change or habit besides exercise? I feel like that's, that's the front runner that's had the biggest impact on your quality of life. Um, the biggest, you mean it could be, it could be a supplement. It could be, you know, hyperbaric oxygen (laughs) chamber, like, or it could just be something else. I I think, I, I think that exercise is, you know, figuring out the combination of exercise to do on a regular basis. I think that's a biohack. You know what I mean? Like they're, you know, cause I play around. I have, I, have, I can afford to play around with like different workouts over the last six years. And, um, you know, it's like, I think that's it, it actually over the, over the lifetime of my fitness journey, you know, cause I raced motocross for about five years when I turned 40. I don't know if John told you that, but, um, but I did triathlons, you know, off- his son that we're mutual friends with for those listening. Yeah. <laughs> and but, John. But anyway, um, yeah, I think, I think just playing around with exercise, just trying different things, not being afraid to try different things. And, uh, what's cool about CrossFit is like, you never end, you know, the challenges, um, you know, whether it's rope climbing or weightlifting, that kind of thing. So that's, I think that's probably the hugest, um, impact over the years. If we consider that a biohack. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and, and you're, you're talking specifically about the personalization of your workout programming rather than like what, you know, what you did for a while that may have contributed to that overtraining of just kind of like doing other people's workouts when you started saying, what do I need and, and adding that level of customization? Yeah, I, I think so. But I mean, it's certainly built on a foundation of really good coaches over the years, like starting out with, with uh, CrossFit Invictus and then my, the box that I started at, CrossFit Solified. Um, and then, you know, just people that I've learned from over the years, um, it's, it's really, CrossFit is a really cool community and, you know, even Rich Froning, you know, I get, um, you know, I can, I can talk to him at at times. Um, and, and I've learned from him, uh, Chris Hinshaw, the guy that does aerobic, uh, aerobic capacity, uh, program. He's been super helpful and super generous of his time and, and, uh, knowledge. Uh, so I was kind of like, so building on learning from so many great athletes, uh, actually right now, uh, Ben Bergeron's not my coach, but his head coach, Dan DeLamba is my coach. And he's, he, they've been, they've been just like supporting me for the last year, uh, year and a half. It's like the first time I had a coach at the games was last year and this year. And, uh, and, and it's just been great to, to have their input. And I, I don't necessarily follow their programming to a T, but I use it as a guideline. And Dan and I talk on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Who knows on my workout, stuff like that. So it's been cool. Very cool. Biggest takeaway from Rich Froning. Go. Um, the, <laughs> the guy trains all the time. I mean, I wish I could. For those who don't know who he, who he is. Can oh, you you know, know? Yeah. Rich Froning is the, is the, is the four time fittest man in the world. He four. won Ladies four times. Yeah. <laughs> fittest in the world. And he, he was super dominant. I mean, I think 2010 was the only time he was in the lead, but lost on the rope climb. And from that, he turned that into a strength. Hmm. Um, and so 2011 through 2011, 12, 13, 14, those four years he, he won now. And then he's, then he's won team. I think three of the last four years, I forget, but yeah, amazing guy. I'll tell you the, the thing that I actually learned from him, this is pretty cool. Um, I had heard, and I, I don't know if I heard this directly from him, but I've heard about him cause I know people that train with him and I've been there a few times, but he'll just, He'll come in to the gym at the beginning of the day and he'll just start writing down a workout like out of the blue. So it gave me the freedom because I've followed programs and then it's like, but I have more creativity. Fun. Creativity is it yeah, spontaneous spontaneous because I'm a spontaneous person by personality. And so when I come into the gym, it's like I really don't know what I'm gonna do. It's like I don't have to think about it before. It's like, here's what I'm gonna do. You know, it's like because I kind of have in my head as I know what I need to work on. So it's like, let me just go ahead and do that. And I figure it out. It's kind of fun to come up with it and then, and then, and explore it while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. Anyway, so that's, that's pretty cool. Spontaneity. 
That's great. Okay. 500 meter row time. Carrie and I, we've got a concept two over here and we, we 500 meter row until we're ready to hurl. I'm curious how our times compare. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not tall, so I'm not a great rower, but I think my best time is 136, 500 meters. So that's, Oh man. What year is this? 120? We're we're close. All right. Nice. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. I'm also 30 years younger. I know, but I'm just saying (laughs) that's pretty, I'm I'm just going to say for the list, out there, yeah. man, is a beast on that thing. He rips yeah. the chain. He got one. What is it? One twenty nine. Yeah, I'd one. I'd one twenty six is my best. One twenty six is the best. I'm not. I'll tell the, you, I, but but you you I'm guys. I'm glad you asked that question because I need to be motivated to work on that because it it is throwing is a weakness. They threw it in the games this year. They had it a couple years ago. I need to be up. I need to be up my game on that rowing. I'm quite certain you would crush me in every other imaginable <laughs> facet of athleticism, strength, endurance. <laughs> last last couple of questions. Um, do you take okay. a pre workout or anything before your workouts? Um, you know, I I don't. I characteristically don't. Um, but it's probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, when, yeah, I, I want to get, um, there was a, there was a really good product that I had sponsorship, but I've, I've just not been in touch with them, but, um, sometimes it, like a banana, um, something like that oatmeal. Um, no, I don't have a specific pre-workout. What's been your favorite pre-workout if you've ever had, like when you were taking them um, looking for something good? Yeah, let's see. Hey, you see my rings in the room, in the bedroom here? Oh yeah, <laughs> very nice. Yeah. People might uh, get the wrong impression. Uh, is, that, is this? Are we? Are we near your bed right now? <laughs> yeah, this, this is this is my bedroom. Yeah, I got my guitars on the wall there. See that? Oh, nice. My other hobby and rings uh, playing another, guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back down to the gym, and uh, but uh, a pre-workout. You know, I I do need. To, I think this year I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. Um, talking with some companies and seeing if I can uh, get somebody to come up with a sponsorship on that. You know, maybe X Endurance. Uh, I used to use X Endurance. They had a, they had a thing called Fuel 5, which was, um, uh, it was sweetened with, I think, sweet potato and um, nice. that kind of thing. Yeah. So it was, it was good stuff. It had, had some good stuff in it. And I use that. I know I used that for like the 2016 games and it, w- and it went really well. So nice. It's good. Yeah. What's- when, when you think about like, how, how long do you want to live? Uh, you know, as long as possible. I like life, but I want to stay, I want to stay healthy and, uh, and keep that health going as long as possible. So 30 more years. Thought about a number? Uh, you know, a hundred. My dad lived till, and my dad was not a biohacker hacker at all, but he was always very active. Like he played golf. He played golf up until he was 80, age 89. He played golf three times a week. Um, and so, so he lived till age 90. Um, but I, you know, I mean, I think, uh, I think 90 to a hundred sounds pretty good right now. Nice. And I, and I think, I think that's a good question. I like that question because I think that we should be asking ourselves, that question. I think I've probably asked myself that question all my life. Um, you know, after, after high school, after my wild child years in high school, and I, and I decided, you know what, why do things that aren't healthy? And from that point on, I just decided to be on a, you know, be that health nut way back in the seventies and, uh, just continued it today. I, I think, you know, asking the questions we're asking today, I think everybody should be asking themselves that, that question. What can I eat to be, be healthier? What can I do? How can I exercise to be healthier? Um, I think it's a great uh, hobby. <laughs> I think it's I, more I than agree. a life choice. Yeah. I picked up on something here. You've mentioned, you've mentioned contribution a few times and yeah. giving back and donating and, and, and how you allocate some of your funds. What role does contribution, spirituality play in, in your life? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that, and I didn't really plan on being like a, like an inspiration to the world as, as to what's possible at this age, it just kind of happened. And now that I've, now that people are starting to see me as that, 
Um, I really want to do everything I can to further that mission um, uh, of helping people see what's possible, uh, you know, into our later years that we can, that health is achievable, especially with knowing the, the tsunami of chronic diseases is on its way. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I was listening to, and you guys would probably know this. Um, I was listening to um, Chris Kresser the other day. And uh, it, that the statistics are there's a hundred million right now that are either have diabetes or pre-diabetic. And, and it's type two diabetes. So it's the preventable one or the reversible one. And it's just, it's just gonna, it's gonna destroy our society and people just aren't, aren't realizing that. Um, not enough people are realizing it. And I think I just wanna help create more awareness. Um, you know, I think, you know, I'm, also, I'm pretty spiritual. You know, I believe God created us. I believe, you know, he created our DNA. He created us to benefit from, um, from exercise because otherwise our bodies wouldn't improve physiologically if, if we weren't supposed to do exercise, but every time we exercise, our biomarkers improve. And it's like, it's, it's in our DNA. Um, it's, it should be as natural as, as, uh, you know, washing our hair, brushing our teeth. We should exercise every day. Uh, we should eat well. Cause it just, it fits who we are as human beings, mm-hmm. uh, and how we're, how we're, how we're created. So, um, I think does that answer that question? That's not a rapid fire, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we yeah. stopped those. That was a that was a okay. All right, <laughs> yeah. that's a dream. Yeah, no, really, that's too it. much. The rapid fire <laughs> things never never pan out. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, it's all good. Dave, this is this has been amazing, man. I, I mean, I've I've gotten goosebumps a time or two. You almost had Carrie and I jump off the jump off the podcast to just go start banging out some, some squats uh, until we until we hurl. And uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> hopefully, the people the people listening have got to enjoy it as well. Where if folks that want to stay up to date with you know everything that you're up to, what you have coming out, projects you're working on, he's got a book coming out, folks. He's got a book coming out. Yep, <laughs> just, yep. just decided. <laughs> it's gonna um, be help. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Instagram at Dave Hip D A V E H I P two P's. Yeah, that's you know I do that. I post it several times a week, and any any projects that are upcoming, they're going to come out on that on my Instagram for sure. I got a you know Facebook all obviously too, but uh, I actually have a different couple different pages. But if you if you start with the Instagram, that's the best place. But I'm also on Facebook. You can look me up, David Hippensteel uh, on Facebook, David Hippensteel. So awesome, check guys. Well, next time you're in Florida, you come show us how to. Uh how to do it. All right. I would love to, man. John's down there now, actually. Oh, and come for a workout. We're going to, we were going to get a workout and we we're going to get a workout and workout on today at uh Barwis, but we didn't have enough time with all of the episodes okay. recording yeah. down there. So we're probably going to get a workout in tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. There's awesome. a ton more to talk about, but thanks so much. You guys uh, were awesome. It's awesome. It's so fun. So Thank fun. You, Dave. Appreciate inspiration, you, Dave. We appreciate you. Absolutely, man. Thank you, guys. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. So one of the questions that I get more than any other is, does it matter if I buy organic? Do I need to? Because let's be honest, they're more expensive, right? So rather than share opinion or hearsay, let's look to the scientific literature. A huge new meta-analysis that was published in the British Journal of Nutrition looked at over 200 studies, and it found that organic plants have over 50% more nutrients and beneficial health compounds like omega-3 fatty acids compared to conventional non-organic plants. And this is part of a growing body of evidence documenting how dramatically farming methods can influence the nutritional content of the foods we eat. And another large meta-analysis found that organic crops ranging from broccoli, to blueberries have substantially higher concentrations of a range of antioxidants, bioflavonoids, and flavanols that fight cancer and keep your cells clean. And that study was looking at over 300 other independent pieces of scientific literature. For example, organic crops had about 50% more anthocyanins and flavanols compared to conventional crops. And consumption of these compounds is linked to a variety of benefits, including anti-inflammatory effects, which you guys know 
Inflammation is one of the leading drivers of just about every degenerative disease, and they protect our cells from damaging free radicals, and they fend off diseases that can accelerate cellular aging. So how does this happen? How's this all going down, and how does it affect us? Well, it comes down to stress. Organic plants are exposed to more stress. They're exposed to insect attacks, and conventional plants aren't. Why? Because conventional plants get sprayed with pesticides, pesticides that are now being implicated in cancer and many of these growing neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and dementia. In fact, when my dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's, one of the very first questions he was asked was, did you grow up on a farm? Because these neurologists are seeing so many people who are exposed to greater amounts of pesticides experiencing these diseases. And that holds true if we're eating them and putting them in our body by choice by not buying organic. So what do you do? How do I get organic produce being a busy entrepreneur and someone that's on the road, someone that's packing right now and getting ready to spend 15 days traveling? Well, the first thing I do is get Organifi in my body every single day. This is a superfood powder that contains some of the most powerful greens on the planet. And every single ingredient is organic. Just reading the ingredients label to you guys right now. It's got organic wheatgrass, organic moringa, organic spirulina, organic chlorella, which contains chlorophyllin, a compound that new studies are showing helps to detoxify our cells from the 100,000 plus man-made chemicals in the air we breathe, the water we drink, the food we eat. And this is stuff that wasn't around even 50 years ago. Our grandparents didn't have to deal with these same challenges. Organifi is also the first thing that goes in my suitcase to make sure that when I'm on the road and it's harder to eat healthy, I'm still getting my body the nutritional insurance that it needs. And the list goes on and on. But the long and the short of it is, if you guys want to make one easy decision right now that gets more organic nutrients, bioflavonoids, and anti-cancer compounds that will keep your cells clean, keep you feeling great, and literally detoxify your body from the inside out, pick up Organifi Green Juice and make sure you're putting it in your body every single day and in your suitcase every time you travel. And we've got an awesome discount set up for you guys. To check that out, head over to Organifi.com slash biohacks. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash biohacks. You can enter discount code biohacks, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S, to save some money on your Organifi order. And you'll start feeling these benefits for yourself right away. 